O God, bless us this spirit that pours strength in our feet or word and studies. As the Holy Scriptures are read, let the words we speak ring true and our thoughts be devoted to you. Let all that we do be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, announcing God's good news, saying, Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. As Jesus passed alongside the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. After going a little farther, he saw James and John, Zebedee's sons, in their boat repairing the fishing nets. At that very moment, he called them. They followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired workers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We come to the third and final G and our three G's of discipleship that we have talked about going out, and we have talked about giving, and today we talk about how we gather. And there's two ways that we think about gathering, and both are important when we think about this word. We gather together just as we are here this morning, that we have, to, we have gathered together in this place, that we may worship, that we may build each other up in God's strength, that we may seek forgiveness in God's mercy, that we may strengthen each other in God's love. That we fill ourselves up before going back out again. But too often this is the only gathering that we think of. That we gather together here and then we leave and we wait until we gather together again. But the example that Christ gives us gives us another picture of gathering. That he went and he called some fishermen. And how he called them is important. He called them by offering them purpose. See, what they had was a job. Their job was to fish. They were fishermen, they would get fish, they would sell them, they would have enough to get by until the next day when they would go out and they would fish again and have just enough to get by until the next day. And so Jesus offers them something more. He goes to them and he says, I'm going to teach you how to fish for people. We may find that phrase to be a little odd, going fishing for people. But he was using it to contrast what they were doing and what they could be doing. That they could just be working a job to be able to get enough food to feed their faces until tomorrow. Or they could have purpose. They could have something greater than themselves. That he would teach them how to bring people in and how to save them. It's easy to see why they would follow. They are being offered something tremendously valuable. Something tremendously important. Not just a way of life, not just something to do, but a higher calling. Something beyond their everyday life. Something extraordinary. 
And sometimes we think that Jesus is the only one that could call people like that. Only Jesus could walk up to somebody and say, I'm going to teach you how to fish for people and have somebody follow him. But maybe it was his conviction. Maybe it was the fact that he spoke to them on a level they understood. They understood fishing just fine. That you catch a fish and you keep it. So he called them to fish for people. Now fishing is much easier than fishing for people. You go fishing, you catch a fish, you put it in the boat, there's very little chance it's escaping. When you fish for people, there's a good chance that they will get up and walk away. The challenge is greater. He wasn't offering them an easier path. The easier path would be to sit in the boat and go, well, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen if I go fishing for people, but if I stay in this boat, this net's going to bring fish in and I'm going to eat today. But still they followed. And they followed because Jesus was on a mission to make the world a better place. He was on a mission for justice. And so when he calls these people, he calls them with conviction. He doesn't call them half-heartedly going, oh, maybe you'd like to do this, you can get back to me in a week. He says, no, come with me. We've got a job to do. Let's go. And it's that conviction that he goes out with a purpose. And he gathers in the disciples. Too often when we gather, we gather here. And that is all the gathering that we do. We don't want to approach how difficult it is to gather people together when we go out into the world. But the thing about discipleship is that it's not about just sustaining where we're at. It's about growing the kingdom. Because our goal is to have God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. And the only way that's going to happen is if people are following God's will. And how do we bring people to God's will? By bringing them to Christ. And how do we bring them to Christ? We go out. We go out into the world and we show that we want to help. We don't just say it, but we show it. And we give. Give that others will know that we care. Give that others will feel loved. Give so that others will feel that maybe there's something more out there so that we can gather. We gather people in so that they can feel God's love. Now you may be saying, I don't know that I can do this. I may only know one person that I may be able to gather in. Then talk to that one person. It may not change the world, But if you find one person that feels lost and you bring them in and you help them to feel loved, you will change their world. And that's an awful lot. This cycle doesn't end. We go out, we give, and we gather. And then we gather together here so that we can get filled up that the Spirit can wash over us, that we can be washed clean again of our sins, that we can go out back into the world so that we can give, so that we can gather together again. 
that we may be filled up by the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood, that we may be filled up with the love that God shows us so that we have enough that we can go out and give to others. It's this cycle that makes us disciples because discipleship isn't simply about following and doing, but it's about going out, following and doing and making disciples of Christ to further the mission. If Christ was only concerned about gathering, he would have gotten his 12 disciples and said, all right, we're done. I've got you guys here. We can sit down, we can talk, and we can be content. But instead, he had then continued to gather. And when they had gathered enough people, he sent them out to go and preach to more people. But always with the same message. The kingdom is near. Change your hearts and lives and trust the good news. Maybe we feel a little too confrontational telling people that it would be good if we changed our hearts and our lives and trust in the good news. Maybe we feel like we've said it before and said it too many times. Maybe we feel like we've said it to everybody it could be said to. But the question becomes, have you said it recently? Maybe you said it to somebody five years ago and they said, no thanks. And you went on your way and you let it be. But I want you to all think good and hard about where your life was five years ago compared to where it is today. Has it changed? I know mine has. And then I think back ten years. I think back ten years and think, gosh, it's changed a lot. My life has changed. The world has changed. The place I live has changed. So why do I expect people's hearts and lives outside of mine to be the same? Why do I expect the response to be the same? Too often we get caught up in thinking that we did something once and we should never try it again. God calls us to be persistent. He doesn't say, knock once and see if anybody's home and then leave the door forever. No, knock and knock and knock because somebody will open the door. We gather because our goal is not simply to be, but our goal is to do. It is to make the kingdom of God here on earth. It is a monumental undertaking. It is going to be difficult. It is going to be challenging. It's going to be frustrating. But we give people something that they are longing for. Something that people have been longing for since Adam. People don't want to be alone. No matter how much we may think somebody just wants to be alone, nobody truly wants to be without community. Nobody truly wants to be without somebody there to care. Nobody wants to be 
so isolated, they have no one to turn to. People want somebody to love them. Now, if I could just open up a door right here and say, now here is God and He loves you. This task would be much easier. It'd be much easier because there's God. He can show you all the love. He's right there behind this door. See it for yourself. You don't have to take anything for granted from me. But that's not how this works. If we are going to show people God's love and God's mercy, if we are going to show them the character of God, we do it by showing it in ourselves. If we want somebody to know that God loves them, then it's up to us to love them. If we want them to know that they are not alone, then we need to be the person that is there to listen to them. If we want somebody to know that they are forgiven, we need to be the person who forgives them. If we want somebody to know that there is hope, we need to show them that hope. And we do it by going out into the world and doing what Christ has called us to do. Help those in need. Talk to those who are lonely. Visit those who have no one. Teach the good news. And if you think that maybe you're not strong enough to do it, remember that you're not doing it alone. That we gather together here to gain the strength that we have and knowing that we are all in this together. And we gather together here to be joined in that strength that Christ gives us. That if Christ has died and Christ has risen for us, then surely Christ can help us to reach out to others so that they may know it too. We go in God's mercy. We go in His love. Because it's that love that has moved us to the very essence of who we are. It is that love that shook us to the core until all that was left was that bare and naked person standing before the Lord Almighty. And we discovered love. We have a choice to make. Do we take the easy road and simply go fishing? Trying to catch our daily bread, hoping to make it through till tomorrow so that we can do the same thing again. Or do we step out of the boat and take that chance and go fishing for people? Knowing we'll be rejected. Knowing we'll be turned away. But knowing that when we do finally make a catch, that we are making a difference that only God can make. That we are sharing a love that we can only find through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we share a hope beyond all hope. But we are not simply saving souls by getting somebody to say that Jesus Christ is their Lord, but we go out and we help people by living Christ as our Lord. 
that they experience his love. They experience his grace through his people. And that we gather them in because they want to be a part of something so much greater, so much better. The choice is ours. The choice is ours on whether we wait for people to come to us or whether we are going to get up. If we are going to go out into the world, if we are going to give so that others may see all that God has given us, and if we are going to gather His people together that they may know they are saved. That we may gather together here. That we may strengthen each other in all that Christ has given us. That we may go out and do it again. That we may go out until there are no more to call. That we go out until God tells us the job is done. The choice will always be ours. But I know the path that I will walk. Do you? Amen.